0: Super Bowl Fifty Eight, baby. If you could go, would you? Would you and the fiance go? Are you even thinking about it? Would you go with the brothers or?
1: I think I would go. <laughs> I don't know that the fiance would have. Uh, well, she she'd probably like to go to Las Vegas, I guess. I she wouldn't care about the game, though. We we were.
0: Remind me to have a conversation with you about how suddenly things change, like when you get a little closer to fifty. I. Uh, I mean, for me, I don't think it's really changed too much. I kinda of think I'm I'm the same, just the stamina's in a much different world. The mindset is still, let's go to Vegas. Let's go to Vegas. Get after it. Have you have you ever seen The Hangover, the first one? When the wife of is it Ed Helms that's kind of the nerdy one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're outside. And and but but she's like, That's that's somebody's daughter that's up there. You know that, right? <laughs> yes. That's kind of the life I'm living right now. Is every single I'm like, Ooh, we should go to Vegas. Yeah lot of sin in vegas on i mean you just need to know that i'm like yeah i'm very much aware there's What's a lot there it's so sin there. city it's what it's called i mean <laughs> wait uh, i i was having this hot take last night boy i'm full of them today right a uh, fire away let's go i would never i don't ever want to go to a super bowl don't care i don't have it on a bucket list i if anything i would like to go to
1: and you're like well if the raiders were there you'd be different no no, I, what, I, I what just, if the tickets were like a reasonable price, though? Like if I could get you in for, in I three hundred dollars. Okay, then we, well, then you'd probably want to go, right? I, I, if it was,
0: I guess I'm looking at this from the perspective of I would never pay eight thousand dollars for a ticket to go <laughs> right. to the Super Bowl. How's that? But I mean, even beyond that, Josh, I don't have it as something where I feel like I need to be there to complete my life, right? I it's just i'd rather watch it on tv now granted i've been working through the super bowl for about 8 years now right i we have the show that's on during the super bowl and super bowl sunday um so yeah i i wouldn't i wouldn't want to turn away that paycheck but if you're getting paid to go cover it sure but i just i don't know i even if the raiders made it i i think i would just want to watch it from the comfort of my home and enjoy it how I like to enjoy football
1: from a fan experience. It's probably better that way. Now,
0: if my son was playing in it, like Brock Purdy's parents, oh, that would be meme. It'd see his dad and his mom. I yeah. assume that's his dad, and his mom. That was and was that? Uh, uh, is it because it's not Chuba for him? It's Chuba, right? Purdy for the brother. I, anyway, I if my kid was in there, I'd be all over TV. It's Like, look at my son. Let's well, you go.
1: get good seats, so.
0: and I'd have great seats, and I'd probably get to go for free. If James Winchester called me and said plank, because of your commitment to Washington and your support of my career, I want you to be my guest at the Super Bowl I would probably go. that would be a good decision that would be a good decision but to sit in nosebleeds for 8K
1: yeah no thanks
0: yeah no I just I saw those prices and it's not anything new All right it, it happens every single year it's not anything new but still it's some. Um, it's exciting, man. I'm pumped for you guys. I,
1: I would like to just be in Vegas for it. Uh, now, know? that would be
0: cool. You're in Vegas, but don't necessarily go to the game or anything like that. Well,
1: with the Super Bowl being there at Allegiant Stadium, and it's in Vegas, and you can hang out at one of the sports books, it, it's going to be a madhouse. It's Caesars and everywhere. I mean, I just to see that I think would be pretty cool.
0: So, I, uh, I'm very confused by what happened recruiting-wise this weekend, and not in a bad way as we shift to our Oklahoma football focus. And, I mean, listen, we're going to get to some portal here. As always, our transfer portal talk is brought to you by good friends over at SWIFTCO, 405-8222. Did I get all the twos in there? 8222. Uh, or online at SWIFTCOteam.com. It, so do I have to follow everyone on Instagram? Is this the new thing? Is Probably. Probably. Because every single picture that I saw from anyone that was at OU on a junior day was, hey, Sooner fans, go show me some love on Instagram, which I'm not against, but is that just, is that the thing now? Is that what I'm going to have to do every single time that a guy visits? Hey, show me love on Instagram. Hey, go like this post. All right. I just want to let you know when you don't come here, I'm immediately taking back my like if that happens. But In all seriousness, Josh Helmer, the weekend in Norman, the junior day, appeared to be a very successful one for Oklahoma. Um, Steve Wiltfong at 24-7 Sports headline, top 24-7 prospects rave about Oklahoma Junior Day as Sooners aim to build on a top-five class Steve's article has a quote from Christian Jones, a linebacker. OU is in on Christian Jones with the likes of Nebraska and Notre Dame. In Wilt Fong's article, Christian Jones says, quote, The experience in Norman was great. I really like how Coach Venables has the program set up. One thing that catches my eye is their culture, and they're moving to the SEC. Coach Zach Alley, their new defensive coordinator, seems to utilize the linebackers very well and develop them. How Coach V has the sole mission and how he's incorporated that into what OU is about. So that's pretty positive buzz around a guy that I think people would dig to see in an Oklahoma uniform and uh, you know one of the top backers in the, at least the 24-7 sports rankings in Christian Jones. And it looks like, what, we got a few future casts out there as well, too?
1: Yeah, Torrey Blalock, uh, one of the best running backs in the 25 class out of the state of Texas. His dad, ex-Chief, uh, ex-Kansas City Chief. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, Or former Kansas City Chief. Anyways, he uh, has gotten a couple of future casts from Parker Thune, from Brandon Drum, and uh, from the Texas A&M reporter from Rivals. So, yeah, it sounds like across the board it was what, what you would expect, a productive junior day.
0: Yeah, and – Hey, the culture set. You're on your way to the SEC. The Not everyone's going to be like Christian Jones. These guys, when they come on these junior days, they get a little bit of an idea of kind of what the NIL setup looks like, too. It's, it's part of everything. So, yeah, I, it seems to me as if it was an awesome weekend overall.
1: And, and what it's like to be here, right? That's to, right. To walk through uh, the halls of Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. That is, for a recruitment, look, name, image, likeness, we know that that sort of stuff is is clearly important in a lot of these, but I do think there's still a gravitational pull. You come to Norman, they get you on campus. That's that's tough to say no to. I know there's some other grand and great things out there, but OU's pretty awesome. So, I,
0: I can you continue to educate me to make me – a better person who understands recruiting rankings. I, this what is, would you like to know? And and I've asked Parker about this before, <laughs> and I and I got to tell you, I still I, I think Parker made the most sense when he's like it. It, it kind of matters to the guys. It matters to your overall recruiting rankings. Why why are why are people mad about the David Stone ranking this morning? So on three on 3 ranked I don't I don't know why we're again I don't know why we're still ranking people. These guys are signed and they're on campus. What what are we doing right now? Did we get it wrong before? I, did did something change? But David Stone was ranked 29th and had five stars in the final 2024 on 300. Okay. So I mean, just
1: just inside the top 30. Right. I mean, it's still a five-star
0: Is it because he was 29th, and that's why people are mad? They expect him to be higher. I'm not even being a smart elk. I really don't know. When I saw this, and David David Stone had even retweeted it, um, and I see a lot of, yeah, go show them kind of things, which, all right. I mean, he is on campus, so, okay.
1: You look up, and you see ESPN Rivals has him as a top five player right
0: okay you see right. uh
1: 24 7 sports has him as top 20 player number 17 to be further down the board I think frustrates people that okay wh- why do you not view David Stone as this and basically they do right? right
0: it's five star
1: but uh they don't hold him in as high of a regard as the other services
0: I mean he's still the 29th best player in the country coming into college right now I mean that's
1: NFL first round draft pick.
0: That that's a that's first round pick, right? Okay. Well, I just I'm, I'm trying to understand it. It's still one of those things, and I get it. Like we still have another signing days. What's kind of funny about it? And I'm sitting here going, why are they even care about? It? Well, I mean, technically, Plank, the 24
1: class is not done because we still have that <laughs> signing day in February. A lot of the All American Bulls, right now; those are all in the books. So. For some, maybe that was a final piece gotcha. of the evaluation process. But I
0: think, for me, when they're on campus, I, I don't, I don't care where their recruiting rankings are anymore. They're yeah, here, yeah, let's over. go. But I understand it. You know, maybe for the kid and you know, kind of just his profile, and I don't know if it does anything in the overall kind of NIL package. I don't know. But I mean, still ranking players, people getting mad about it.
1: Like, it's okay. Stone sign Guess with what? Oklahoma. He's he's
0: coming to Oklahoma, and if you don't like we're on three, has him ranked, ESPN has him higher, and 24-7 sports and rivals, so you can always find someone out there that's probably fitting your narrative a little bit better. I did not have that on my bingo board this morning to have uh, as something to talk about. I'm still very, very not smart when it comes to a lot of these things.
1: And probably we shouldn't overthink it beyond fans want something to feel good about. That's true. Right? I mean, fans want to be – able to say look we got a top 5 player in this class in David Stone we got the best defensive tackle best defensive lineman in this class and when one of the recruiting services says no you didn't right as a fan you, you go to bat for your guy right you're frustrated yeah oh
0: absolutely
1: so i don't i don't think it's anything more than that now is it important uh, does it does it get david stone a sack next season or a tfl no Right? I mean, it's going to be decided between uh, the lines and what he does going forward at Oklahoma.
0: Um, This is – this dude sent this like three times in three minutes, and I actually think it's a good point, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. (laughs) It's like, you you stop texting it. I see it. But he writes, when have you ever heard of negative buzz in recruiting? It's just talk. When have you guys ever said it was a bad recruiting recon? Just disregard what recruits say, please. I mean, listen, buddy, you're you're talking my language right here. You're preaching to said choir. This is my world. This is my people. But Oklahoma has three very successful entities that cover recruiting nonstop, 24-7, 365. So, obviously, somebody eats this S up like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I just want a little piece of that pie. I'm just trying to act like, I, I get a little bit of that. It's like, oh, look at all these people that came in. Exciting stuff,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Well, look, it – Junior Day is a big thing for the right. University of Oklahoma. Yeah. So, and, and I get it. It's it's like an opening press conference for uh, insert football coach, basketball coach, any coach, right? Uh, rarely are we walking away from the introductory press conference saying, whoo, that was uh, that was something today." Yeah. That was did not go well. That but was rough. But uh there there are good things coming out of this we've gotten a future cast i'm sure that probably there will be several other names that uh if are not in this immediate little aftermath here commitments to oklahoma in short order will be so look uh is it is it what you hear most always sure i got you but uh just reporting what happened just just covering what happened i
0: I'm never comfortable until I see them on the sidelines on game day. It's like, all right, good. He's here. He made it. They actually signed. He, he's made. It. All right, there we go. That's 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 nice. All right, um, let's break. Good stuff on the text line, man. So we'll get after it. Like I said, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of news uh, on the portal front, and I I I don't know what that means. It was kind of it was kind of quiet on the um oh why am I why am I blanking on the the two Washington offensive linemen? uh hatchet the hatchet brothers I hadn't heard much on that front so we'll we'll continue to monitor that story
1: nothing uh for Michigan in the way of how folks about that into the portal how about that how, how about, about that? timed it well he did now that might be a different story
0: in the spring sure and I don't know if it's all Josh I don't know if it's all related to they hired from within. I do think the timing of it makes a a, a big difference. You can't really go anywhere and enroll now. But, yeah, it's – um, they haven't had anyone that I've seen enter the portal since the announcement on Saturday that Sharon Moore was going to be their head coach.
1: They haven't, yeah. And, again, the timing, school being in session – It was calculated, I think, by Michigan here. They did a good job with that. We'll see, though, in a couple of months uh, when that portal window opens up again if everybody's sticking.
0: So, again, no new news on Garen or Landon Hatchett. Those are the two offensive line targets for Oklahoma. But from everything that we saw on the the social media this weekend and seeing 24-7 sports, Steve Wiltfong write about it, it was a very successful and impactful junior day for OU over the weekend. You want to really go in-depth on this? We got you covered on the ref. Because coming up at – when are we – are we down at 11 or noon? Noon. Coming up at noon, 11 Mountain Time. At noon, uh, Parker Thune will be in, and he'll recap all of it. And then if you need a little bit more from 2 to 3, we're uh, locked in. So we got you covered on that front right here on the Home of Sooner fans. One, uh, one thing that I did want to clarify from our portal update is uh, yesterday in the midst of – all the excitement of the AFC and NFC championship games, Landon Hatchett did announce he was staying in Washington. So that might have slid under the radar for some 9188. Thanks for the, the note. I think the rumor was our, our Mrs. Loves had told us that he was on campus last week, but he, he announced, let's see, what time was this? Yeah, he announced right before kickoff of the AFC championship game that he was returning. To Washington, so that's why it might have got lost in the mix a little bit for some of you, like myself.
1: Garen Hatchett still uh, noticing? Still out there.
0: Still out there. And remember, Garen Hatchett had kind of said his goodbye, so you, you kind of got the sense that not only was he in the portal, but he had made his decision that he was moving on.
1: I think he'd be a big-time ad for Oklahoma.
0: I do, too. I do too. And I think Landon Hatchett, for you know what Jeff Fish is trying to do, trying to do had Washington is a good keep for him because Washington got decimated, man. They really did. And I don't know. Everyone's like running these victory laps. Like we were talking about for Arizona and for, uh, Michigan. Yeah. We really haven't had a crazy spring portal session yet. Just, uh, so you're saying, it's just, just, just you wait, just you wait. Yeah. Maybe it could get a little bit crazy. Uh, all right, before we dive into the Sharon Moore story, before we get to your Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text, which are great top five stories of the day, right around the corner, Brian has checked in on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Good morning, Brian.
2: Hey, Chris. Hey, how are you guys? Um, outstanding. Uh, real quick before I get into my two things, which is, uh, uh, well, softball and one other thing. But um, uh, the, ha- the hatchet that's staying, is that the younger one?
0: Yes. The hatchet that's staying yeah. in Washington is the young one, yeah.
2: Okay, all right, on to the first one then. Uh, you know, you're saying with David Stone or any recruit for that matter, you know, the, the rankings going up and down, it's big deal. He's still technically in the 24 class. Right. Back in the day when they had the late signing period, David Stone wouldn't even be officially signed with Oklahoma yet. So that's all that is. That and these are the same kind of folks that get offended when a writer ranks Oklahoma lower than they think they should. You know, surprise thing. <laughs> that's all it is. Thank nothing you. more, nothing left. Oh. Um, also, finally, a softball, uh, I cannot wait. Um, the only thing I want to say is to, to the Sooner fans out there, softball fans, what you see on February 8th is not necessarily what you're going to see on the field at certain positions, who's playing where, by April and May. So, you know, just kind of relax on that stuff. There's going to be some moving around of pieces as we know, but nothing compared to what we'll be doing a year from now. I mean, you know, that's going to be a real (laughs) conversation. point. Well, I mean,
0: I I think I pay Brian, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think a year from now, we're going to have a fascinating month of, of conversations on this show. And I'm sure on social media uh, about what that lineup's going to look like. It's going to be a lot of new. I mean, we're we're losing 10 players from this year's team.
2: I know. I know 10 very experienced players. And, uh, I, I'm sure there's there's gonna be more transfer uh, portal additions uh, to go along, and we don't know who still may leave out of the transfer. There's always a couple, of them. so uh, even young fairly young players, but oh. uh, you know, yeah, so hopefully you know they'll they'll hold on to the best ones at play, you know, but
0: yeah, um, no, I agree. Right, thanks for the call. I appreciate it, Brian. I'll, I'll tell you the right, one thing right. that I find fascinating. my mind. I, I don't know what this is about me, and I don't know if there's play people that are like this. I even it, we've got to go back twenty years, but when the Raiders were good with Rich Gannon,
1: uh huh, very good, very
0: good. In my mind, it was always, I don't know, how are we going to be next year? You know, what's the quarterback situation look like going forward? I, I I have never really been a fan that can enjoy the moment. I'm always worried about what's next and who's gonna who's gonna step in here. I, I've been pretty good about that not being a thing with softball until about the midpoint of the season, right? You look out there at shortstop, and you're like, dang, man, Grace Lyons is graduating, or Kelsey Arnold is graduating, or... Those thoughts start creeping in. Right, right. Yeah, what are you going to do when Sid Romero's gone at third? And, I mean, I I know that we're always in this mode of trying to figure out when coaches might decide it's time to step away, because we're seeing it pretty commonly, even oddly timed for guys like Nick Saban and Jay Wright and Coach K. But if you look at what Patty Gasso is doing on the recruiting trail right now and what she said, I think they're going to be okay, guys. It's going to be weird. I, when I, My first year was 2016. That was the first year I did softball. And and I say this a lot on the air, so I apologize for those that have heard it a thousand times like Josh. But I'll never forget Leah Wodek's mom coming to me midway through the season. They were fired up. We just beat Alabama. And she said, they told us we were supposed to suck this year. They told us we were supposed to disappear because the greatest class of Oklahoma players ever left. And she's like, we're damn good. I was like, yeah, you are. We are. We, we, yeah. I mean, I didn't know. Uh, And they won a national championship when no one even expected them to maybe even be like a top 10 team. Now, I don't – I think the same way. I'm like, how are you going to replace Jada Coleman and Tre Jennings? And then you look at some of these freshmen that are coming in. I mean, no offense to Sid Romero or Kaylee Clifton or Fall of you, but when they came in, they looked like you know, high school kids that were playing softball at the Division One level for the first time. These freshmen that they got, the, the four that are on this year's team, bro, they look like they've been in a strength program – for a decade. Cassidy Pickering looks like she could go out there and start now. And she might. She might. So, yeah, there's going to be some portal additions. There always are. But I also think coach is really juiced about this this class this year and this class next year that's coming in, too.
1: And that has to be your foundation.
0: Absolutely. It has
1: to be your foundation, and then you can add on to the establishment uh, around it via the transfer portal. But, uh, look, until I see Oklahoma not replenish Mm -hmm. with talented freshmen and sophomores year after year, I'm going to anticipate and expect that the next group of Jada Coleman's and company are out there for Oklahoma because they've done that. They've proven that uh, throughout this this dynastic run that, look, uh, just because there's some new faces doesn't mean that things slowing down. They're really good they
0: they're really good this year. Is it going to be a different world next year in SEC play? Absolutely it will be. But I don't I don't think they're going to slide as much as some do. You're going to get a good taste of some of these young players throughout the season. And Sid Sanders is going to be a part of that. I mentioned Cassidy Pickering's going to be a part of that. Let's the the development at catcher is going to be fascinating behind Kenzie Hansen. You know, dude, cuz that might be a true freshman that starts there next year. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm gonna, Brian, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in my, you know, mid-20s bag, worrying about this team like midway through the season. Ah, what's it look like next year? Who's my next quarterback? All right, quick break. Uh we to do some tax. It's a lot of good tax so far. 405-651-3439. That is the Nippelmeyer Chevrolet text line Jesse G said these kids don't understand that Instagram is for sharing reels. That is right Jesse G thank you for Jesse G constantly shares the best reels with me my wife and I are fighting so we're not sharing reels with each other and I've seen a few that I want to send I'm like nope not doing it. Not the right time not doing it. Uh, but Jesse's been money for me recently you know what And the algorithm has me seeing a lot of car crashes I don't know what happened but I am in, and that's scary, right? Because I have you know a kid that's getting ready to drive, uh, and I'm you know got a new car, so it's like not well, it's new to me, so it's one of those where you're like oh gosh,
1: congratulations!
0: Pretty happy about it
1: right now. Not not about the th- algorithm, but new well, new ride. The
0: algorithm, I mean, do, do you people like watching other people die on video? I mean, what is wrong with you? I guess
1: maybe I'm part of it. Some people would say, do you like watching American Nightmare? Right, exactly. I mean, hey. Did you watch it? It was fantastic.
0: Okay. All right, we got to have a segment on it when there's not a lot of sports going on. All right, stick around. It is 1033. We get your text next right here on The Ref.
1: It's The Plank Show. We are back. Happy Monday, everybody. Hour number two is proudly presented by Allison Insurance. Give Bob and Robert Allison the call, 405-745-2968, and uh, let them find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance or you and your family. They've been helping you guys for over 60 years, AllisonInsurance.com. A bunch on the text line, the Meyer Chevrolet text line. I can't get loose today, Josh. I can't get stretched out. If it's old age. Got to just stand up and, and try and work it out a little all bit. Right,
0: all right, that's what I mean. I'm I'm good now. All right, where do you want to start? Four to
1: zero, five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Again, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Jeff from OKC. Plank, you are one of the only Raider fans I respect. <laughs> Did you know that when they built the Raiders Las Vegas Stadium, there was a member of the Chiefs' kingdom who buried a kingdom flag under the stadium? We're going to hear about that story, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I think it's a wives' tale. I don't think it's true.
1: Somebody just decided to share that years ago. Yeah,
0: I I think that it was one of those that uh, now, by the way, the funny thing, people are now telling me that Snopes isn't even true. It's like, no, that's not true. Taylor Swift was wearing a football uniform and smoking a cigarette in the locker room. Have you seen that latest thing too? (laughs) What? Try to search Taylor Swift on Twitter. You can't. Because, at least you couldn't yesterday. Not they like took it sure. away? They took it away because of all the fake AI images that were created <laughs> of her in compromising situations. And it's funny that it was okay, ha laughy, funny when they do it for Trump or for Biden, but all of a sudden it gets to Taylor Swift and it's like, these are very concerning right now. Can't these do AI, that. These AI images, something needs to be done. But um, – I don't know. Uh, let me look on Snopes. I think that's an old wives' tale, Jeff, from a couple years ago. Hey, if they did, they've owned it. So if they haven't lost there, they haven't. Even, I don't even think they've come close to losing in Vegas. They've dominated their three trips there.
1: On uh, the recruiting front, out of the six-one-five, David Stone is all we have. So we are fighting for every last spot <laughs> in those rankings. Do
0: you know what? Pa- uh, Parker has his recruiting doomers that he's labeled. I kind of think the six-one-five just might. Be an overall doomer doomer. I, I don't. I don't think it's just recruiting. <laughs> do, doomer doomer is uh, is not happy with anything right now. I think Oklahoma. I do think there's a no, layer sorry. of sarcasm there. He might be right. You might be right. But my man from Tennessee, OU could go. Let's see, twelve and zero. So to win a title, thirteen and zero SEC title game, fourteen and zero for the semis 15, 15 and oh 0. 0, right maybe like we didn't win games by enough points well, what are we going to do next year i mean it's just uh, you've set a standard now y'all I, suck because you don't, can't
1: reach it i don't think so I, if ou wins a national championship this fan base is going to be <laughs> so happy man all
0: right where you want to go next?
1: <laughs> give us like uh two years of immunity Uh, Brazilian Sooner, wonder if Trent Williams or Creed Humphrey cared that they were three stars after being at OU. (laughs) Obviously underrated, but they developed into superstars. People only want to focus on what they don't have instead of what they do have nowadays. Mm.
0: I, uh, I will say that that's always one of my favorite things when you'll have, there were more three and four star two and three star guys and there were five stars in the super bowl and you're like well yeah there's only like 35 stars every single year so just by sheer numbers there's gonna be more
1: yeah percentage wise obviously there's gonna be more
0: but i i hear what you're saying brazilian sooner it's i I just it's it's not a hot take it's not anything too exciting i'm just i'm sorry Trev. lions fan has showed up for work today I can sense the frustration.
1: Well, how could you not be frustrated? Dude,
0: don't bring it up. Maybe he won't maybe he won't remember there was a game yesterday. No,
1: he's he's pretty uh Does he? he seems pretty heartbroken.
0: <laughs> I will say I, I heard from I heard from uh Bumpy Rhodes today too. I heard from Behinds. He uh <laughs> he said I had four second half face palms. I wanted the points less than eight minutes left. Um anyway, yeah, I just back to recruiting. Sorry, Trevor. But back to recruiting, I just – it is what it is. People want to get excited about high-star guys, and I get it. We're going into the SEC now. You need to have those dudes.
1: And and there is some pretty legitimate data out there, right? Go figure, that blue-chip guys develop into NFL players and NFL stars, right? Right. Not that uh, three stars don't because, again, as we just discussed – Yeah, probably that's going to be the bulk of the Super Bowl roster or playoff roster or NFL roster because there's more of those guys. But the first-round, second-round talent, those types of players, a lot of times, yes, are are blue-chip guys. So, of course, that's what you want. But it's not an end-all, be-all. And just because you don't wind up with this blue-chip or that blue-chip guy, it's not a foregone conclusion that a three-star kid can't be a, well, a Trent Williams or a Creed Humphrey. All right,
0: where do you want to go next?
1: Brazilian Sooner out of the 405. Love that all the Brock haters out there have to watch him play another game. That's Brock Purdy. And yes, it doesn't get any bigger. Dude is a winner. Which uh, back to back, double figure comebacks for Purdy? I have never under.
0: I I said this last night. That's right, right? They got down by double figure. They were were down. They were down and looked hopeless against Green Bay, and he came out of nowhere. But I will never understand how people hate on Brock Purdy. He's one of the coolest stories that we've ever had. The dude was the last pick, DFL, dead bleeping last in the draft, right? And now he
1: might be first.
0: And I, right, he he's from Iowa State. I mean, no offense to Cyclone Larry. But who was the last rock star NFL player that came from Iowa State? Oh, wait. There's not many. He, uh, in one of the most anticipated seasons in the history of Iowa State football, he laid a freaking egg. Iowa State was not good when they were, what was that, 21? 22. Preseason top five, right? Top ten. Never, never been preseason ranked. And he, they were terrible. College football nerds are like, we got Brocktober, Brocktober, Brocktober. And it didn't work out, right? Uh Uh-huh. But he's gone to the NFL. He's a devout Christian. He is absolutely all in in wanting to be a team guy. And he's won a lot. And he's won a lot of games. And all we can do is hate on him. I have never understood that. Never have understood that.
1: We have to have narratives and he can't be you know Mahomes or Lamar or Allen or Burrow or even Jalen Hurts right I, a number of guys and yet look uh, he's going to get the last laugh if uh, he goes out there and takes care of business and beats Kansas City which he's going to be favored to do so right. he's got a great chance to to do just that and we said as much that All of the the Nick Wrights of the world and the haters out there. I don't get it, man. You you got a chance to shut him up by going and playing well three games in a row. And so far, has it been perfect? No. But he has delivered when it's mattered most in each of these two playoff games in the second halves. (sighs)
0: Someone brought up David Montgomery. Man, I – David Montgomery's a really good running back, but I'm talking a freaking rock star. When people talk about the Detroit Lions and they talk about the Chicago Bears during David Montgomery's time, David Montgomery's not the first name that comes up. I don't disagree with you. But dig a little bit, man. Don't take my low-hanging fruit there, 405.
1: And I hope, like heck, that Brock Purdy's day comes. I just hope it's not in two weeks' time. Well, and then,
0: I, I guess I've never really understood Well, they're winning games in spite of him. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. Quit making stuff up. Ryan Clark pissed me. Off. I'm sorry, he made me mad too. And he's like, I'm tired of having to pretend like Brock Purdy's good. Good. What? They, they, have you watched the Niners? If If he wins the Super Bowl, can we say he's good? I mean, what? What are we even doing? I'm not telling you the dude has to have a 50. You have to say he's going to have a 15 year career and be. He's a good quarterback, and it works in this system. It doesn't Does it doesn't have to be – does everything that happens in sports anymore have to be something about a legacy and where a guy ranks and how great they are? I mean, wh- why is that – can it just be – this is a great story. It's fun to watch. The Brock Purdy guy is awesome. Kyle Shanahan, we'll see if he can get it done. No, no, it becomes, well, I don't think he's very good, Tom. What do you think, John? I think he sucks, Ron. What do you think, Timmy?
1: It's just well, – it, it's
0: BS. And
1: really the conversation there should not have been – good it should have been great because he's look right. anybody that can watch Brock Purdy and say he's not a good NFL quarterback has no idea yeah. what they're talking about you didn't watch Tyler Thigpin play or Brody <laughs> Croyle I got plenty of names and those are just Chiefs names
0: all right we're, you want to hit a couple more here before we grab a break
1: Puerto Rican sooner Javian McCollum has been uh, almost a non-factor these past two games
0: yeah, uh, that was not a good Saturday for McCollum. Um, he shot just two of 11 from the floor and was 0 for 3 in the second half. But then, I mean, in, in fairness, he didn't really play a ton in the second half either. I mean, he he got into a little bit of foul trouble, and so you know, it kind of became a, a bit of a, liability on that front and he just didn't shoot the ball well the Sooners can't have McCollum and Uzan have an off night on the same night or they're not going to win basketball games sure and as as bad as McCollum was in the second half that's how bad uh Uzan was in the first and neither one of them had a half that really made up for it it's not like you could sit and say well how about that uh well, I guess that's a fair. I mean, Milo did have 13 points and was 5 of 10 from the floor in the second half, right? But, it's still, you, you got to have them both when you're at your best. Those those dudes are complimenting each other well. It just hasn't happened.
1: Let's hope the constitution of Oklahoma is strong. We're we're going to get a good look at that because, again, now you get to go see a K-State team that's licking its wounds from oh. back-to-back losses, too, and they're home. and. They want to make things right, and Oklahoma's dealing with the same thing. Except they lost their two games at home.
0: I'm not ready to give up on this team.
1: Well, a good week this week, and you know, all of a sudden things can reverse themselves. But you, you got to go earn it. You got to go make plays. They've played surprisingly well on the road. I mean, I know
0: that they got beat by by TCU and Kansas, but that was a good win at Cincinnati. I hope I'm not having to say that. In, in a week from today, we're like, well, they had that good one at Cincinnati. I hope they go, and I hope they beat Kansas State. UCF is a completely different team at home than they are on the road. So, it's a tough little two-game stretch. Oh, and then, by the way, Big 12, right, doesn't get any easier because BYU comes in here a week from Tuesday. And then, you know, Oklahoma State's going to come in here and play the best game they've played all year long because – that's what happens in Bedlam.
1: Can't get on a roll unless you get the first one. So go get the first one tomorrow.
0: All right. I'm very much getting cart before horse here, aren't I? All
1: right, quick break. We're back
0: to wrap hour two with a few more texts. Top five stories of the day right around the corner right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. I will say I I have personally enjoyed all of the freezing cold takes that I've seen over the last 24 hours because I tried to warn people I've seen this movie before. We try to kill Mahomes and the Chiefs, and they just don't die. Did you see his numbers in the playoff for Mahomes. He's fourteen and three. Who's his only three losses? Bengals, Patriots, and It's that box? Oh, uh, Super Bowl. Gosh, that's right. Um, Thirty-nine touchdowns, seven interceptions in the playoffs.
1: Playoffs. Go ahead and knock on wood.
0: Unreal, man. Yeah, no, he's
1: uh, he's been incredible. And uh, Kansas City had nine playoff wins before. Oh, did in its history? Yeah, before Mahomes, he's got fourteen. I
0: I would give him a billion dollars. Say, never leave us. Whatever. I would give him. I would name the stadium after him tomorrow.
1: And uh, I believe if they win the Super Bowl, well, obviously he'll have three rings, but uh, he would be third uh, alone in all time playoff victories already.
0: Let's get a couple quick tweets in here. Did I say tweets?
1: Tweets, text. Whatever. of my
0: Chevrolet text line. Uh, Camo Sooner writes, the Niners might not be in the Super Bowl if Brock Purdy would have had his career ended after the hit Perry on Winfrey laid on him in Norman. And Camo Sooner also added, I officially have Chiefs fatigue.
1: You and uh, many others. A lot of people.
0: Oh, I'm, I definitely have it. But, you know, it's it's something we've talked about. Listen, are they the Raiders' arch rival? Yes. Do I like to beat the Chiefs? Yes. But there is what four Sooners on there, all dudes that have been great representatives of Oklahoma, and I want to see them win. Just I I hope they lose two games every year, the two times they play the Raiders. You can go fifteen and two, and I'm fine with it. But Creed, Wanye, Blake Bell, um, gosh, who am I leaving out? Uh, James Winchester, and then on the San Francisco side, you got Braden Willis and Trenton Williams. No one has more. Representation in the Super Bowl than the Sooners, kind of hard to to pick against one of them. It's fun, but yeah, I have I have Chiefs fatigue.
1: I hope you guys have Dang more sure. Chiefs fatigue uh, in short order.
0: Did you see the? um Well, he he mentioned the Purdy hit. I I, I remember that. I I'd completely forgot about that. I went over and I was basically just stalking Brock Purdy. I was walking around with the Iowa State sideline guy. Who was not a very nice person to me? He was like an old coach. The
1: Iowa State guy yeah, wasn't,
0: I, I think so. He like,
1: well, they probably hate OU. Yeah, so.
0: I mean, listen,
1: some people, some people take the "you work for this university" thing, yeah, to heart. Right? Yeah,
0: they, they, they're like, "Oh, you're the worst." I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to see, are, is your guy okay, or what's going on over here?" In fact, Toby was like, "Hey, you might want to be careful walking around their sidelines." And that's whenever I was about. I don't care. What are you gonna do? Throw me out of here? No, it was a. Uh, yeah, he got rocked by Perrion. Holy smokes. Yeah, that was a great play. Um, <laughs> Sooner Soldier. It's hard to die when the Chiefs have the refs helping them. I don't think there's much complaining about the officials from either game yesterday.
1: Like I, I said, I thought uh, there were the two calls that were borderline for me, but the others were yeah, they were good calls.
0: I mean, th- you're wanting to hold on a ball that was thrown 50 yards out of bounds. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you you can't, can't
1: c- throw interference on the interception. It was such a bad throw.
0: I, you know what though I confused me why they picked up the flag on that pass interference that bounced off the face mask of the Lions guy. Yeah, I, that I thought so to. I thought they were going to call offensive on it but maybe they felt bad. Alright, quick break. We're back with the top five stories of the day.